Welcome to HealthyVision.us. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. After broadcasting Healthy Vision Talk Radio for 22 years, we are now changing the format to the new HealthyVision.us. All income from HealthyVision.us supports the Restored Vision Foundation, a 501c3 that brings sight to the blind. Your $100 donation will restore the vision of a blind person. You can make a difference. Please donate by going to idonation.us. Also, you can sign up at healthyvision.us to keep up to date on all of our exciting programs. And now, let us proceed with today's show. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to healthyvision.us. I'm really excited. I have an exceptional homeopath as my guest, uh, Jeremy Scherer who's actually uh, online from Africa. And we have something in common. We both do missionary work in Africa. And I'm really excited that I've uh, been selected to be the ophthalmic director on the Mercy ship off the coast of West Africa. We're going to be in Liberia next year. Uh, So, Jeremy, thank you so much for taking time to share with us, I think, some very important information how homeopathy can help. Everybody is panicking with the, you know, the coronavirus and homeopathy has solutions. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And I also very much appreciate the work you're doing in Africa. That is great. Uh, Well, let me start by saying I I don't know how uh, well acquainted the audience here is with homeopathy. But as a general background, I'll say that... uh, Don't confuse homeopathy with herbology or other natural medicines. It is a natural medicine, but it is a speciality on its own that uses a uh, somewhat different uh, technique and somewhat different uh, mode of preparing medicines and finding these medicines. So it's not, uh, you know, vitamins or herbs or... uh, That kind of thing. For those of you who don't know, I'm sure some of you are are well well acquainted with homeopathy out there. I don't know exactly who my audience is. Um, so homeopathy uh, came into the world in its modern and very scientific format about 250 years ago. And uh, it has had a very successful uh, career and history in treating individual patients, both on acute and chronic diseases. But of course, today we are all interested in homeopathic results in epidemic disease. (coughs) And epidemic disease, you should understand, as I'm sure you notice uh, around you, is a acute disease, essentially. It's an infectious acute disease. Although people misuse the word epidemic these days by saying, uh, you know, we have an epidemic of opioids, we have an epidemic of obesity, of diabetes, these kind of words. It's not strictly accurate because epidemics should be infectious and should be febrile, meaning with a fever usually. <laughs> epidemics have uh, been all throughout history from the great epidemics like the the Black Plague or the the epidemics of uh, cholera, and uh, those epidemics were much more severe often than the epidemic we are experiencing now. But when homeopathy came into being at about the 1796 and uh, 1800s and onwards, as uh, kind of discovered, invented, and formulated by a German doctor who was well known to be a genius in many areas, Dr. Samuel Hahnemann, a chemist as well. And uh, he was, as he developed homeopathy, was experiencing many epidemics that were at the time spreading through Europe. This was especially true because at that time uh, were the Napoleonic Wars and One thing you need to know about epidemics, epidemics and wars often go together hand in hand, like two best friends, war and pestilence and hunger, as you know, the four horsemen. So uh, 
you know, it's difficult to say which one comes first, the chicken or the egg. It often looks like war comes first, but that's not necessarily the case. So if we look at, the, for instance, 1918 flu epidemic, the Asian flu, if we look at, uh, you know, to, that killed 40 million people and 40 million people died in World War One. We look at the history of epidemics of uh, World War Two was a huge syphilis epidemic and other epidemics. Uh, every major war often has epidemic walking alongside in it hand in hand. <clears throat> of course, there is hunger and there are wounded people and there is poverty and there is uh, infection. So all these things tend to spread epidemic and people are weak and tired and malnourished. Well, at the time of Hahnemann, who invented homeopathy, discovered the principles and formulated them, uh, was uh, the Napoleonic Wars mainly, and there was some very severe epidemic spreading through Europe at the time, killing millions of people. And uh, probably the most prominent one was a severe cholera epidemic. And Hahnemann and his colleagues found the remedies for this. Now, let me explain uh, before I go further, what does it mean, found the remedies for this? The unique thing about homeopathy, or one of the many unique things, is that homeopathy is an individualizing medicine, meaning it's not that we give one remedy for all the cases of arthritis or one remedy for all the cases of pneumonia. We choose the remedy based on the individual manifestations of disease. So for instance, in a pneumonia, could be that one person is on the left side, one person on the right side, one is coughing at night, one is better from bringing up uh, expectoration and one is worse for it, and one has green expectoration and one white expectoration and one laughs while coughing and one laughs after drinking cold. <clears throat> now, all these things are very meaningful to homeopaths. And based on that, we choose the medicine that is most suited to the individual. We call it individualizing. That is one of the principles of uh, homeopathy and one of the things that makes it such an effective medicine. It's not a blanket prescription for everybody because you know that everybody's different and everybody has a different disease. Another thing that comes into effect and one of the important principles of homeopathy is that we always treat the whole person. So we won't just be looking at the disease but at the person together with the disease. Going back to our pneumonia example, and I'm using pneumonia today because that is a cheap manifestation of corona, going back to that, you could have one person that uh, has no appetite at all during the disease, one person who wants to eat sweets, one person who is dreaming of being chased, one person who is uh, having cold feet or sweating at night or having pains in the fingernails. All these are possible uh, manifestations of the disease, of the totality of the disease of the whole person. They also make a big difference to us homeopaths. Why? Because we are curing the whole individual person and not just the disease. Curing the disease is like pushing a ping pong ball under the water. It's just going to pop up at the other end after a while. Only by curing the whole person can you actually uh, bring about a lasting and true curative change. So these are two of the principles of homeopathy. There are others, and we can discuss that later, but these are major important. So we have about 4,000 remedies that we use in homeopathy, and we've got to be pretty precise about it. It's a bit like finding the key to a car or to the front door. You need it to be the right key. But when you find the right key, it is magic, and homeopathy is the most amazing medicine that I have ever heard of, and that personally, I'm a subjective about it, of course, but I believe is the most advanced and sophisticated medicine on the planet today. We have to be very specific. We have to find the best remedies, and when we do, magic will happen, and people will be getting better pretty quickly. Only problem with homeopathy, it takes 
some work and understanding and knowledge to track down which is the best key for the car or which is the best remedy for the person. It's not an amateur game. Or let me refine that. First aid, you can do yourself. And I recommend all of you to learn first aid homeopathic remedies because that is easy and everybody should have a homeopathic kit at home. There are websites that show uh, the principles of first aid that you can look up and, you know, for bruises, for uh, cuts, for burns, for, you know, that earache or teething problem with a child in the middle of the night, there is nothing like homeopathy. Kids, homeopathy is the best. If you've got babies out there, young kids, just make sure you have a homeopathic kit with you. You can get one online, and treating those things is a piece of cake. And amazing, no antibiotics, no steroids, no inhalers, no nothing. Great. So the problem is when it comes to a more complicated picture, either in chronic disease or in acute disease like epidemic or severe acute disease, there you need a professional homeopath who knows what they are doing to select the best remedy. Now, I said that you have to, uh, we select a remedy, one remedy for the person out of three or 4,000 remedies that we have a choice of. Of course, with the epidemic, we have to be, uh, we have to find a solution because at the moment I am seeing uh, 50 corona patients a day. And if, and I hope it doesn't happen, but if it gets worse, then we will be totally overworked, the homeopaths. And we have to find shortcuts. We have to find the remedies for epidemic as a whole. And I will be approaching that just now. However, the question was, and I'm going back to that, so I don't wander too far. I just wanted to give a bit of a background. Is here we are back in homeopathic history with Hahnemann and his cholera epidemics. And then the epidemics that followed that over the 19th century and the 20th century. And homeopathy has such an amazing track record on epidemics that uh, mysteriously somehow these records vanished from the archives because if people saw what homeopathy could achieve, they would be most surprised. Anyway, let me show you a few examples to be practical about it. Uh, can you see my screen there? Am I sharing? Uh, Jeremy, uh, not yet. Uh, you have to click. Okay. Um, yeah, I clicked screen. on share now. How's that looking? Yeah, we got it. It's coming we got through it. now. Good, Perfect. Good. Okay, wonderful. wonderful. So now I am just going to show you a few examples. This is uh, from history. These are all documented uh, results of epidemics over the years. I was presenting this PowerPoint 10 years for homeopathy for health in Africa, and I can share a bit about that with you later if you like. Anyway, uh, one of the earliest homeopathic uh, epidemics, tre- epidemics treated with homeopathy was a typhus fever of 813, which again followed the devastation of Napoleon's army, which was marching through Germany to attack Russia And then, of course, anybody who attacks Russia usually gets to retreat from Russia in the cold with sickness, severe typhus fever. Yeah, you are Napoleon and his people going back home after failing in Russia. (laughs) These are some historical pictures about the typhus fever. Uh, Not photographs, of course. There weren't uh, cameras at the time. And the epidemic then in 1813 came through Leipzig. This is where Hahnemann was living in Germany, in Leipzig at the time. And he treated 180 cases of typhus, losing only two, which is less than 1%. While at the same time, the mortality rate for conventional medicine was 30%. So pretty impressive. I mean, uh, 30%, 30 times better than with conventional medicine at the time, of course. Uh, So here you can see that in the graph, we have 1% with homeopathy and 30% with allopathy. Allopathy is uh, the name we give to uh, standard conventional medicine 
it means uh, there's a difference in the philosophy of them between homeopathy and allopathy. I can explain that later. A big difference. Now, there comes a, a famous and very well known in homeopathic circles, a cholera epidemic of 1830-1832, which Hahnemann, again, the founder of homeopathy, looked at. And here's the important point. He identified remedies for different stages of the disease because every epidemic, like every acute disease, has different stages as the disease develops and progresses. <clears throat> and they may need, well need different remedies at different stages to fit the, the stage as it goes along. So when cholera struck Europe, the mortality rate in conventional treatment was between 40 to 80 percent, depending on which information we look at. Now, there's, there's a picture of the cholera epidemic. I think this is maybe from uh, Germany, I guess. And doc, these are homeopathic practitioners who treated it and recorded their results. So Dr. Quinn of London, the first British homeopath, <clears throat> had a mortality rate of 9%. Dr. Roth, homeopathic physician to the King of Bavaria, reported mortality of 7%. And Admiral Morindio of the Imperial Russian Council reported 10% mortality. So compared to the 40 to 80%, again, homeopathy had much better results. And this is treating without any toxicology. Now, uh, you might have noticed there that a lot of the royal families of old chose homeopathy as their major uh, kind source of medicine for themselves and their families. This is true today as well. Many royal families, for instance, the British royal family, have used homeopathy forever, for many, many years, since this Dr. Quinney of London, he treated the royal family. <clears throat> they still use it today, and if you ask them, they attribute their longevity and good health to homeopathic medicine, and they always have a kit with them, as do Many uh, famous VIPs as well as royalty. There's a whole list of people, if you look up, you know, from Tina Turner, Paul McCartney, uh, Cher, uh, whoever, loads of uh, VIPs use homeopathy. I guess they know what's good for them. Uh, so here's a comparison of the uh, conventional medication, 40 to 80%, and homeopathic treatment. He has another cholera epidemic that struck in London in 1854. This one was famous because they later found that it started from a particular pump. Uh, there was a um, uh, doctor, they call him the first epidemiologist. He was called John Snow. Now, this is not the same John Snow that you know from Game of Thrones, but John Snow, Dr. John Snow, tracked down the cholera disease in London to one source, to a pump that was pumping contaminated water. Maybe it had rats or something in it. And millions died. But as soon as they closed the pump uh, and, you know, locked it, uh, people no longer got the cholera. So that is an interesting fact for today. And um, somehow, when they looked at the figures, the homeopathic figures had vanished from the records in the House of Commons in England. But we know that in conventional care, 59% for a mortality, dead people. Now, that is a lot of dead people. I mean, you're saying 60% of the people died in this cholera epidemic. And cholera is very, very fast. You know, it can come and within four to eight hours, it could kill a child. So, you know, it's, it's really deadly. There's not much to do. Whereas uh, in homeopathy, a mortality of only 9%, which is pretty amazing. There's a graph of that. And the same ha Hamburg cholera epidemic, 42 against 15%. There's a graph of that. Yellow fever <clears throat> reporting for con uh, conventional 15 to 85%. Homeopathy was 5%. This is a yellow fever epidemic, a com comparison of conventional and homeopathic. Diphtheria, 83% mortality in New York. And uh, 
16% for homeopathy. There it is again. Influenza is a big one. <clears throat> we know about the 1918 flu and we know about the Asian flu of 1957. Uh, so uh, homeopathy had a huge success in the influenza epidemic. Here it is from 1921. Conventional mortality rate 28% and with homeopathy 1%, which is a huge difference, as you will agree. Here are different doctors from uh, the United States at the time, from New York, 4%. <clears throat> Dr. Palmer of Seattle treated 500 cases, lost two cases. Uh, I'm just checking. I'm still online there, and, and I haven't vanished. No, you're still uh, coming I'm through still nice good. and clear. Coming through. Good. Okay. And uh, it's same figures in Washington, in Minnesota, 300 cases, no deaths. That is pretty amazing, really. Um, they could cut short a pneumonia within the first 24 hours of attack and uh, no fatalities in other cases. This is a Spanish flu. They, the hospital started to recommend. And same thing in H5N1, uh, bird flu. Uh, we found that there was uh, good results with homeopathy. But, uh, you know, compared to the Spanish flu, <laughs> which, ah, I know what it's saying. Yeah, sorry. The H5N1 bird flu has a 50% mortality rate. In comparison, the Spanish flu had only 5% mortality rate, uh, but it killed 50 to 100 people worldwide, million people worldwide. So if a pandemic has even 5% mortality rate, it could kill uh, many, many people. I don't want to even go there at the moment. <clears throat> but... Uh, homeopathy proved very successful in those pandemics. Um, Two-thirds of uh, those treated by the ordinary methods of hospital died, whereas, um, you know, much, much fewer, only very, very few with homeopathy. So that's all a remarkable record of homeopathy. I'm just giving you a quick scan of the major ones. But recently, uh, in Cuba, 2010, there uh, was a very proper research uh, done. And the reason this could happen in, uh, in Cuba was that uh, Cuba, being a communist country, is not ruled uh, by big pharma in terms of medicals. So they actually say, well, we're willing to look at homeopathy just as we look at big pharma, just as we look at vaccinations, everything else is open because there is not a money-based uh, agenda here. Well, there's a particular disease in, um, in Cuba that happens on a yearly basis, which is leptospirosis. And uh, this is uh, a disease that comes from contaminated water after um, uh, typical, you know, monsoon weather followed by floods. And floods often bring epidemics with them. You might remember after the big tsunami in Thailand, 2005, there were many, many uh, floods and then epidemics in their wake. <clears throat> well, uh, what they did in Cuba with Dr. Gustavo Brajo, who is a homeopath working for the Finlay Institute, meaning he, this Finlay Institute is a vaccine production uh, pharmacy in Cuba. And amazingly for us, they were happy to try out homeopathy as a homeoprophylactic measure, meaning that we give it before the actual epidemic hits to see if it can prevent it. And they know when the epidemic hits, I think it's usually in December. Well, they went door-to-door -door nurses giving out homeopathic remedies suited for the uh, epidemic a few weeks before it hit, before the uh, typhoid, uh, typhoon season hit. And they were amazed at the results because there are various, uh, of course, uh, Cuba is, developed, uh, is divided into different areas. So they could compare the area where around 2 million people got the homeopathic remedy with the other areas where people didn't. And here is the result. Uh, you see that 
uh, around about here. This is before the epidemic hits, around about, I guess, this must be late November. Uh, here it is hitting. Here is a spiking of the mortality rate that is usual and well-known in Cuba compared to uh, the population that got the uh, homeopathic prophylaxis, which had almost zero, a little, just a very minor spike in mortality rate. It was a huge success and really showed the effectivity of homeopathy in epidemics. Uh, okay, so that is it in terms of a little bit of history uh, in um, in um, <clears throat> of epidemics and homeopathy. There are many, many more because, uh, you know, there were minor epidemics of whooping cough, of polio, of smallpox, of chickenpox, and homeopathy has been very, very effective in treating those. And we have seen the same thing with the coronavirus at the moment. We are treating more and more cases. I will say that this is mainly over the last two or three weeks because initially all the patients were rushed straight into hospital and therefore didn't have access to homeopathy. Uh, but I was fortunate or unfortunate to treat the, some of the first homeopathic patients in Israel who were immediately put in isolation in hospital. I managed to get a remedy kit into them. <clears throat> we treated them over a week or so, and the result is the same result that we are seeing from now many, many practitioners who are treating corona. Now we have a widespread uh, a group of international people treating coronavirus uh, with homeopathy. And I can tell you what I see is this, that people get it, even with homeopathy, but much, much, much milder and much less percent, even no percent. I haven't heard yet of a homeopathic case who has died. And the people, the patients who get homeopathy are going through the stages, but much quicker much easier, and very often we can cut it short right in the beginning. So they just, you know, it looks like they're heading into corona. We give them some remedies, and they uh, actually improve pretty quickly and uh, do very well and come out of it quite nicely. So we are seeing a good initial success with homeopathy. Now, I'd like to take this, take a moment to differentiate for you between uh, proper professional homeopathy and between off-the-shelf homeopathy. Uh, if you call one of the homeopathic pharmacies or go into a health food store or look on the net, you will see recommendations for remedies for corona, and they'll say, you know, give arsenicum or this or that or the other. That is uh, quite imprecise and consequently mostly ineffectual. And it's a shame because uh, it, people don't get the best, the optimum that they could get out of homeopathy. Homeopathy is a very sophisticated science and art, and it needs professionals to do it. Uh, and we are investigating this epidemic very, very carefully all the time. We have a group of people monitoring the symptoms. We are keeping a database of cases I believe we have the biggest database of corona symptoms in the world because homeopaths are very precise about the symptoms. We won't just say fever or we won't just say cough. We want to know exactly what kind of cough, when cough, how cough, what makes it better or worse. Uh, you know, does it come with a bad dream? Whatever it is, uh, what kind of expectoration are they having? All these things are part of precise homeopathy and which is why we keep a database. And let me let me just take a moment to, to show you that database. I'll share screen here again. Uh, okay, can you see my screen now? Uh, we lost your screen, uh, Jeremy. Okay, I'm doing it again. That's my screen. Yeah, How's that? Back. Good. Yep. Okay, so Good. I just want to show you the kind of precise work that homeopaths are doing that you will not see in any other system of medicine, I believe. You see, we 
are writing down the precise symptoms, there's frontal sinuses, fullness pressure, with a description from the patient, with the which cases have it, how important is it to us, how unusual is it, which remedies work for it, and we are going through the different kind of coughs and stomach problems and pneumonias and everything else. As you can see, many, many symptoms. I think we have now collected uh, today, it's reached something like 180 symptoms. And these are very precise. Stomach nausea on eating. So it's not just nausea, but when do they get it? Before eating, after eating, on thinking of food, uh, on smelling food, we want to know exactly. We want to know mental symptoms like fear during the fever. We want to know the um, exact sneezing, when sneezing, what was coming out, the metallic taste in the mouth. All these kind of things are important to us homeopaths. So coming back to what we said before, uh, you know, this off-the-shelf stuff is, uh, put it like this, basic. You may get results in a few cases. Most of the time, you will get nowhere near the amazing benefits that homeopathy can offer from a professional homeopath. So, and, you know, these um, uh, off-the-shelf stuff, uh, they proved themselves just a little bit, a small percentage of success, not the process, not the success that you would hope for and that we are achieving. So I really recommend, uh, you know, if anybody, God forbid, around you has corona, then uh, <clears throat> we'll give you address of one of the helplines that have been set up very soon and you can contact or if you know a professional homeopath, work with them and help them to see you through it. Because, for another thing that I mentioned before, there are stages in the development of this corona. I'll go through them briefly. It starts off with a mild cold, some sneezing, a bit of a headache, some uh, muscle pain, often a sinus problem, just feeling a little bit off, like am I getting a flu or something like that? That's the first stage. In the second stage, then it can be the, you know, cough, usually that dry cough that comes on, the pains in the muscles, in the bones, in the joints, in the back, and uh, a loss of taste, a loss of smell, and uh, some of the more severe symptoms, difficulty breathing. And in the third stage, it can go into a pneumonia. And if there are fatalities, they are mostly from this pneumonia, where the alveoli, the, the, the part of the lung that uh, absorbs, helps absorb the oxygen uh, into the bloodstream, go blocked up and there's a terrible sensation of drowning with inability to uh, bring air inwards. So those are the three stages. Now, uh, we have to adapt remedies to the different stages. It is not the same remedy. Uh, for example, in Hahnemann's uh, cholera epidemic that I mentioned to you earlier, he identified three stages for which he had three distinct remedies. And that is what we are doing. So we are in the process of identifying the remedies for the whole epidemic and for each stage of the epidemic. And if you have a professional homeopath, they will know how to track those stages, work with you, identify where you are, see your individualizing symptoms. As I mentioned before, this is very important for us to be as precise as possible. So, you know, is your cough in the morning? Is it in the night? Uh, do you have a pain in the chest? Do you have a pain in the back with it? Are you having frequent urination together with it? <clears throat> All this stuff is highly interesting to a homeopath. A professional homeopath uh, will bring this information together and will know how to translate that into the best remedy for you to help you to get better. And with that, as I mentioned earlier, we are getting a good success, but uh, I we are working all together day and night, I have to say, a whole bunch of homeopaths worldwide to refine our prescriptions all the time. So we are already better than we were last week, and next week we will be better than we were this week, 
We are sharing our knowledge online with webinars, and uh, we are discussing it, sharing information all over the world. <clears throat> I am working with homeopaths in the States, in, um, in Russia, in Israel, in Hong Kong, in Japan, all kinds of places to gather the information together to see what is best and to refine our prescriptions and our work. That is what we are doing, and I really believe we are a very, very good option to choose in case of this epidemic. Now, let me say one more thing here. As we come closer to the best formulas for the epidemic, we are beginning to be able also to advise people about prophylactic. Prophylactic meaning remedies that you can take before uh, the epidemic actually hits you. And uh, this can be very useful to mitigate the disease and take the hard edge off it. So I'm now this is work in progress. We are refining it all the time. So I'm not saying anything cut and dry at the moment, but I'll say this to you at the moment, and I've seen this work very well. There is a particular remedy called aconite, and this aconite is a remedy we often use for the beginning of a cold or flu or fever, just on the onset of it. <clears throat> now, if there is an onset of the uh, flu or the corona or whatever it feels like, if you pop a few doses of aconite 30, that's just the name of the potency, really doesn't matter too much. You can choose a 6 or a 30 or 200. You won't go too wrong with that. At the beginning of it, that will take off the wire edge of the beginning of it. Afterwards, it's definitely better to get to a professional homeopath, and they will also have the remedies which are Sometimes it could be a bit difficult to obtain because really the homeopathic pharmacies are flooded at the moment. Uh, you know, people are realizing all over the show that homeopathy seems to be the best choice here. Uh, there's not much in conventional medicine that can be done, not, not a lot of a huge success. So uh, people are really rushing to the homeopathic pharmacies. Problem is, the homeopathic pharmacies will, by nature, sell you whatever is off the shelf, on, over the counter, you know, what seems to be the right medicine, but it won't usually be individualized to you. So I'm saying this aconite for the beginning, <clears throat> and rarely you can even go out and pop a dose or two if you haven't got it, just as an initial prophylactic. But... Uh, I will mention a few remedies that you can have at home just in case. It may not be uh, sufficient. You know, like I said, we're choosing from quite a lot of remedies, but you can have them and then your homeopath can help you to choose them. But aconite is like your first shot uh, before it starts or, you know, just at the beginning of it. It will not take you through the whole thing, but it will ease off the beginning. Okay, I've been speaking for 40 minutes here, so I wonder if there are any questions that I can answer. Am I still online? I might not be. Have I vanished? Wow, I've gone. You're okay. I'm Hi, okay. I'm good. I can still okay. hear. I'm still on. Okay, so I'm just uh, asking if there, um, <clears throat> Dr. Conrad, are there any questions? Or should I just go on wrap? No, it appears I'm online, uh, but the, our host. I don't know if you hear me, but I'm having trouble with the audio. Ah, okay, fine. I can hear you now. I don't know if others are having trouble with the audio. I see you clearly, mm -hmm. but we have an issue with the audio. The audio okay. is okay for, for us, for me. Okay, good. So you've been hearing me, Tina? And maybe no we can ask the, maybe no we can ask the audience if the audience has been hearing us. Audience, have you been hearing us?
I do not see or hear the audience. Hello. Uh, can you hear me? I can. It says read you. I'm reading the chat. Yeah. There was no audio and pictures were jumping at times. Very interesting. Anyway, thank you. Um, that's the only, oh, let's see. Um, uh, it, I, audio was going off and on a little bit from what they're saying, mm. but I think they got what you needed. I don't see any I questions see. here. You can put the questions into the chat. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing the chat right now, so um, I'm watching. Sure how to see I'm watching. Uh, audio. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Chat at MDs. I see 124. Yeah. Cool. So, my friends, are there any questions that you would like to ask? No. And I see, I think our host has vanished, sadly. At least it's not my African internet, I hope. No, you're okay. I can still hear you loud and clear from the UK. Okay. Good. Okay. And uh, audience, can you hear me at the moment? Will you let us know in the chat, please? There are people. Do you know what can you see? Nothing, nothing coming on the chat. Nothing coming on the chat. Well, it's being recorded, Jeremy. Maybe just okay. Go Good. Uh, well, let let me say this. Uh, let me say this for to finish. Um, Two things. One, why is what makes homeopathy so different from conventional medicine? Four things. First of all, we use, as I said, we individualize each disease. Each remedy is different for each people. Second thing, we look at the whole person. And third thing is the principle on which homeopathy works, which is like cures like. That means that we actually give somebody a those from a natural substance that could cause similar symptoms to what they have. So, um, for instance, if we know a certain plant, let's say aconite, which I mentioned before, we know that if healthy people took it, it could cause a sudden onset of fever and a flu-like feeling and, uh, you know, anxiety that uh, people are getting sick, similar things. So, we use it for exactly the same thing that uh, it can produce. That is what it can cure. That what like cures like means. And the way that that works is by stimulating the immune system. We actually put push the immune system in the direction of healing. So it's it's a bit like a, a enzyme in waking up the immune system to what disease exactly has to be combated over here. And um, at the same, and the and last principle, the fourth principle of homeopathy is that we give very, very, very small doses. We are just stimulating. We are not trying to induce a lot of chemis chemicals into the body. There is no toxicology, no side effects. It's perfectly safe but highly effective. That is just a quick uh, overview of what homeopathy is about, and. Um, I will uh, now, Tina, have you self sent me the helpline? I'm just looking here to see if you've mailed me or can you say where the helpline is? I can um, I can say it, yeah. Yes, so, please. A helpline in the U.S. to call to be connected to a homeopath. And um, it's, it's a landing page. So it's www.homeopathyhelp.com now.com so homeopathy is spelled h-o-m-e-o-p-a-t-h-y so homeopathy help now 
www.thehealthcoachesofamerica.com and just put in your information there and you'll be contacted by a homeopath to talk further with you. Um, there's okay. another, another mm-hmm. resource I could give, which is that um, the National Center for Homeopathy, um, which has a website, has a feature called Find a Homeopath. So you can look there according to your state. Okay. Uh, Tina, I'm going to just repeat that uh, website you get, gave, www.homeopathy, that's spelled H-O-M-E-O-P-A-T-H-Y. And what was the rest of it? Help now. Health, health now. Homeopathy, health now, all one no, word. No, no, but no. no help. Oh. H-E-L-P. Help help. Oh, good. Got you. Homeopathy, help, with a P. Now, all one word, dot com or dot org, what is it? Com. Dot com. Good. So, people, listen, that's where you'll find your most professional homeopath in the States that are treating corona with homeopathy now. It's all extremely low fares. They are making it very accessible, very cheap. And what is even better, they have a network for distributing remedies to the patients which is pretty amazing what they managed to organize. So that is really your best bet to contact Homeopathy Help now and uh, to get what you can. A little bit about ourselves and what we are doing and why I'm in Africa right now. I am here with my family, with my good wife. She's also a homeopath with our three kids. We have been here treating AIDS over the last 11 years. AIDS, as you know, is also a pandemic, a pandemic uh, that has killed many, many millions of people in the world today. <clears throat> we have been treating AIDS patients in Africa over this time. We have seen around 20,000 patients in total, including other diseases, but many of them with AIDS. We have 19 mobile clinics. We work in two hospitals. We treat remote areas such as the Maasai tribes where there is no conventional medicine at all. And we are getting the most wonderful and amazing results with AIDS. We know this epidemic so well. We know the homeopathic remedies for it. And we are getting wonderful results in making people feel much, much better, helping them to deal with side effects from medication, raising their uh, blood levels, the CD4, which is a defense mechanism of the immune system, lowering their viral load, which is the amount of virus in their blood, and helping them return to a healthy, energetic, and useful life. We see that again and again, day in, day out. We work here for free. We don't charge the patients. We don't take a salary. If you want to see what we do, please go to the website, Homeopathy for Health in Africa, Homeopathy for Health in Africa, and you can see what we are doing. We also distribute food parcels to patients, secondhand eyewear, and uh, I've got to talk to Dr. Edward about that one, (laughs) and uh, whatever we can do to help. So, you know, have a look. And uh, donations gratefully received because we depend on that for our work here where people don't have much of a choice. We try to give them a health choice. And that is it. That is what I do as well as teaching homeopathy on a postgraduate level worldwide throughout. The, yeah. So, Jerry, That's I just want to make a comment that if you do need help in terms of eye care in your region of Africa, uh, let's talk about that because I have contacts with the suppliers of medicines, eyeglasses, uh, equipment to do cataract surgery, etc. That is wonderful. You know, uh, nobody, look, people earn a dollar and a half a day here. That's a good salary if you're working on the farm, which is 90% of the work that there is. So, of course, there's no way they could aff- uh, uh, get a pair of glasses. They couldn't afford it. Now, I... In the early days when we came here, we thought to ourselves, wow, these people have amazing eyesight. Nobody wears glasses until we found out that actually they don't because one of the reasons is AIDS really affects vision badly. And also, you know, we see a lot of cataract and uh, similar diseases. So uh, that's when we started to bring eyeglasses in because we saw that 
teachers, for instance, couldn't see the blackboard properly and accountants couldn't read properly and people had to strain to see a long way. So we just started collecting the secondhand eyeglasses and giving them out. Uh, we just usually come to a clinic, we lay them all on the table, on the, on the ground, and people come and try them out and try and choose the best for them. Of course, it's difficult because glasses are highly individualized, and uh, but it's helped a lot of people. It returned their, you know, their ability to see, even if it wasn't the best prescription. At the moment, we concentrate on reading glasses because to keep it more simple. But what we would love help with is to set up our operation here. We're setting up a multidisciplinary clinic, and uh, you know, if there was some way to help measure more specifically what the patients need, well, that would be wonderful. So there you go. You know, have a look at our website, and uh, we'd really appreciate any kind of support you can give. And uh, with the corona, you, I'm, I, it goes, of course, without saying, you need to keep going with the conventional uh, advice in terms of hygiene, in terms of isolating yourself, in terms of keeping away from uh, contact with other people. All the measures that you know all too well today have to be, homeopathy is not a substitute for any of that. Homeopathy comes as a extra, but an extra which has a huge value for you, your family, your loved ones, and for prevention. And it will help stop this epidemic. So really, homeopathy helps help now. Go to that website, have a look, have a look at our website, and we will be happy to help you at extremely low cost and to uh, <clears throat> do what we can to bring this to a cure together. Uh, Jeremy, I want to thank you so much for taking time. And uh, the folks that are listening, I am going to, this is recorded, so I'll be sending everybody a copy of the recording and I'll be posting on it as a podcast too. Okay, that is wonderful. And thank you for the good work you're doing on the other side of Africa. We're in the East, you're in the West. Uh, and let's join forces and see how we can take this further. Great, thank you so much. And to all of okay. you out there, uh, thank you for tuning in to healthyvision.us. Be well, Thanks, everyone. Jeremy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All income from HealthyVision.us supports the Restore Vision Foundation, a 501c3 that brings sight to the blind. Your $100 donation will restore the vision of a blind person. You can make a difference. Please donate by going to idonation.us. Also, you can sign up at HealthyVision.us to keep up to date on all of our exciting programs.